everybody welcome to let's tech more neck i'm Devonte, and this is eric and today's guests are actually going to be a couple we have two friends from the gym that we actually work with uh jamie and slade what's up y'all how's it going what's up oh fucking dandy today let's take more Y'all hear what I say, let's take more neck for your mother and your brother. We gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days and it's strange people living strange ways. So expect, let's take more neck. Um, so today we're just gonna get a little bit of perspective from their relationships and kind of what they've been through in the past. And we're going to see what what life was like for them. So, Jamie, uh, who is Jamie? What was your past like? Oh, my gosh. We're starting off kind of rough. That's a pretty banger question. That's what we're about here on Less <laughs> Tech, baby. <laughs> um, I don't know. I definitely... Are you talking like more romantic past, who I was in that sense, or more along the lines? Of just... No. Like how, you, how did you grow up? Um, so, I... Grew up in a small mountain town. Um, I would say very hippie, like, you know, very low income family, but we had everything we needed and that was really all we cared about and had a lot of love. Gosh, I feel like I don't know who I was back then. <laughs> yeah, I was very outdoorsy, still am today. Really enjoyed getting out on the river, hiking. I don't enjoy hiking now. Don't um, fucking blame me. With yeah. <laughs> Camping. I was very active. I played soccer. I was a really good student in school. I loved working out. And yeah, that's really all I can think of. Not anything super in depth. <laughs> so did you guys grow up in the exact same town or did you guys grow up in different towns? I grew up in Greeley and then moved to Salida my sophomore year of high school. And then you moved to Salida when you were in middle school, right? Yeah, so I actually started out kind of out in the middle of nowhere on like the plains of Colorado and from there moved to a mountain town probably halfway through middle school. And so I kind of got the dichotomy of being a country girl and a mountain girl. And I think definitely fell in love with the mountains. You can't beat that. <laughs> There's no comparison. I think the beach is 10 times nicer okay, than okay. the fucking mountains. <laughs> Fair, fair. Like in frostbite or fucking sunburn. Sunburn, thank you. Yeah. But Slade moved to that town probably is my sophomore year. Your sophomore year. <laughs> my freshman year. <laughs> and yeah, we were always friends through high school. But it was like, you know, nobody really knows what they're doing in high school. So we were like flirtationship on and off. Oh. Um, but always stayed friends. Like always thought he was really cool <laughs> and so for the viewers uh, how old are you guys i'm 23 i'm 24 okay so you were born 2000 jamie yes and slade <laughs> you you would be 98 yeah 98 98 okay so you guys met in high school mm -hmm. but you didn't start dating till after high school correct right it was okay. my senior year towards my graduation basically and slade mm -hmm. had been graduated for a year and he was visiting for break and then I'm like, wow, maybe we love each other still. <laughs> okay. So rewind a little bit. When did you guys first get smartphones? I'm curious. So born in 98 and 2000, do you guys remember when you got your first smartphone? 
Mine was definitely 2016 um, because I remember it was like a big deal when I was younger that I had always wanted a cell phone. Um, You know, the Motorola's. (laughs) Okay, so Motorola's. (laughs) Um, I wanted those, the hot pink one for a really Mm -hmm. long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, coming from a low income family, my family was very much like anything you want, you got to pay for for yourself. So I started working at 13 and right about then, I saved up enough money when I was 16 to get my first phone, and it was not a fancy one whatsoever. It was a prepaid one from Walmart. And then I think it was probably later that year that I put as a Christmas gift to myself more towards my very first like iPhone where I had apps and everything. So did you grow up the same way, Slade? Like low income? Did you have... Well, we started off pretty low income. It was just my mom until my mom and me until I was like seven. And then uh, she married my now stepdad. Then we had, I have four or three siblings. So it's four kids and two parents. And we lived in a, it was a pretty nice house. It was big, but it was like a three bedroom, one bathroom house mm-hmm. with six people. And so, yeah, it was like tight for a little while, but my, my dad's, job he just kept getting promotions and stuff so we kept getting a little more comfortable and then by the time all my siblings moved out it was we were pretty comfortable yeah and then we moved up to salida and so when did when did all of you guys get like smartphones my parents were super strict about grades so a we couldn't even have a phone if we didn't have good grades so my siblings probably didn't get phones until like eighth grade or high school. And I don't, I don't think those were smartphones. Those were like the, the ones where you slid up and like had oh, the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got my first smartphone. It was like a Nokia, like touchscreen phone uh, when I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. But I a, had good grades and I had a job. Uh, so I bought it myself. So they didn't really have much to say about it. Did you have social media did you download social media like immediately when you guys got that no i was definitely behind the wagon on social media i think i had facebook Mm -hmm. but i had always used facebook on my desktop and then when i got it on my phone that's all i had for the longest time and even when i got instagram i think i posted to it like once a month and I, I told Slade, I remember it was like a big deal to me if I I would check the timeline of my p- previous posts to ensure that I wasn't posting too close to the other one. So if it wasn't a month out, I would wait to post. Like, I don't know why I had this weird thing where I just didn't want to post more than once a month. And then I remember when Snapchat came out, I was like, everyone was talking about it. And I thought that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> why would you send a photo for 10 seconds? That makes no sense to me. And then as I got older, it made more sense to me as to why you'd want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) What what year did Snapchat actually come out? Was that... uh, That was early. Yeah, 2013. It might have been about... I want to say like 2011. No, I don't... 2011? Because the only time I remember seeing it was my... I think my sophomore, junior year, which would have been about 2012, 2013. Wow. I had it in like... I think I had it early. I had it in like seventh grade. Seventh or eighth grade. I think that's because you're a guy. (laughs) Well, yeah, probably. But we guys were like, that sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, no, that's interesting. So for you, I'm almost a decade older than, I am a decade older than you, Jamie. I'm almost a decade older than you. 
where it's like, I didn't get it till call. No, it was after college. I was already working when all this stuff wow. came out, but it's so different how we all got these stimulus, like very heavy stimulus at different times in our life. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, it was like middle school, high school. For me, it was literally starting a career. Mm -hmm. and uh i mean what a game changer it was for each person you know based on their experiences you know i mean it, yeah. it changed everything it really did oh yeah the, um, how we communicate and obviously how we meet each other but you guys didn't meet on like a dating app or something i think most people no. are meeting that that way now obviously yeah. knew each other in high school but then you left right and then but you guys met after like after you had already left yeah i graduated okay. in 2017 and then i did a semester in greeley and then I thought I was going to open up my own business in Salida. So I moved back when, while I was, I was working at a coffee shop and working with this local business owner to like write a business plan and get everything together. And then Jamie came in with her current boyfriend while I was working at the coffee shop. And then we started like hanging out in 2018, I think. Oh, that sounds a little sketchy when you put it like that. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, we're going to need some explanations yeah. Yeah. here. I mean, yeah. yes, I, I had been in a relationship at that point, but like things were definitely on the downhill for a long time. And like I said, I had always been friends with Slade and I think I had confided in him a little bit during that time of struggle with that relationship. And it was like the worse things got in that relationship, the more I realized I still had feelings for Slade and those that like never went away. And I will admit, like, I didn't expect anything to blossom with Slade post-breakup. I broke up with the guy for my own reasons because I really just felt lost in the relationship. And I felt like not myself. It was just one of those situations where I had gotten involved with this guy so young. And we had both grown into completely different people. And I think we grew into people, at least on my end, he grew into someone that I was struggling with still loving. And so I broke up with him for my own reasons, took a few weeks to just kind of sit with the decision and make sure that that's the decision I wanted to make. And I hung out with Slade after that and kind of realized that, yeah, I was still pretty crazy about him, but I still thought that he would just be a summer fling. Cause I was like, no matter what, I'm still, he's starting a business in Salida and I'm moving away for college. Like no matter what, this is going to be a summer thing. It's not going to be anything special. And lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> like it just kind of took route after that, I guess. So when did you know you had feelings for him? I'm assuming you had feelings for him back in high school before you met this other guy? Oh, yeah. Like I said, like Slade and I were definitely, we were a flirtation ship that was like on and off. Mm -hmm. I will use the word ghost. Slade ghosted me a couple times. <laughs> but, you know, I still thought he was such a great person that I still wanted a part of my life. So I was like, even if we can't be romantically involved, I still adore who he is. And I would love to like stay friends. So we did. Like we would still like, I don't know. He liked the chicken strips at the restaurant that I worked at. So I'd always get him free chicken strips. And he, in exchange, would bring me dinner from another restaurant. He would like change out my stereo for my car, stuff like that. And like, it was never like anything hanging out outside, really. It was mm. more so just like friendly favors, I guess, in my view. <laughs> I didn't see <laughs> it at the time as yeah. anything. Slay knows what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I did think I was going to move in with this guy and I thought I was going to 
really like start my life off with him. And I think it was halfway through my junior year where Slade had visited and I was like, I need my senior photos and I know that you're really into photography. Would you be willing to do my senior photos for some free chicken strips? And he was down. And I think it was in that session where it was like over his break for school, I believe. And I just had so much fun with him and I smiled more than I had smiled in the last like year and a half. And I just felt like so confident and just happily myself. And I hadn't felt that way in a really long time. And I think that's when I realized like I'm in big trouble. Like I'm involved with this guy long-term, but I don't feel this way with him as I do with Slade. And that's why I was like, I think I made that decision right then and there that I was like, I need to break up with this guy because regardless of where it goes with Slade, I know that where I'm at with this guy is not where I want to be and not where I want to move forward with either. So even if nothing happened with Slade, I think that decision was a good decision, but I'm glad (laughs) the latter happened too. And how long have you guys been together now? We just celebrated five years. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it still feels like the first year. That's yeah. That's um, not bullshit yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure, we have like our ups and downs and like our moments, but I really, I'm not trying to be corny by any means, but mm-hmm. I think it is just like easy loving Slade. I think it's very, like I said, I just I don't feel like it's complicated. I don't feel like I have to force anything. I don't feel like I have to fight for love or anything. And we definitely have our fair share of problems. Like I don't want right. to paint this picture of a perfect relationship, but for the majority of it, I think yeah, it's pretty more good than bad. Exactly. Yeah. And even our like really really bad is not even that bad. The biggest fight we've had is it. <laughs> If Kim Kardashian is a good role model or not. No, 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 no. It was Kim Kardashian versus Cardi B as a role model. And he was saying Cardi B. Was a better role model? Yes. At the time. She's proven me wrong. Yes, exactly. Bro, what are you talking about? That song WAP? (laughs) It was before that. Role (laughs) model. I actually like Cardi B. We won't get into it, though. Okay, yeah. We'll leave. <laughs> that is a very political discussion. <laughs> we don't want another argument coming up on here. <laughs> Intense. So my question to Slade, did you know what you were doing whenever you were going over and helping her with her car radio? Like, did you have a motive while she was dating this guy? And this isn't making you look bad or anything like no. that. This is a real question for, for men because men know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> At the time, it depends on, I guess, when it was at the time, like at the time of doing her car stuff, I wasn't super, I didn't have like ulterior motives really, but I did think she was hot. So I was like, I'm not going (laughs) to say no. Mm. And so I was like, I'll, you know, I'll do it. So romantic. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) It makes me teary eyed. But um, yeah, when we started, when we started like talking when i came back before i came back to salida i had texted jamie that i like had feelings for her and she kind of shut it down and was like you know i'm with so and so i don't see anything changing for a while it it just it can't work out and so i was like all right and we didn't really talk very much after that and then uh i came back to salida and we started hanging out And I was like, well, 
I guess I'll try in person this time. And so I, yeah, I had told my friends, I was like, dude, she wouldn't want to keep hanging out with me if like she didn't sort of like me still. And so I'm not going to say anything. Like I never pressured her or said like, you know, I wasn't that guy who was like, you should dump him. Like I could treat you way better. <laughs> mm. It was just like, I let her make her own decisions. I was just like, you, you know. stuck around though. Yeah, I like listened to her and we talked things out a lot, but I never like really gave her advice because I was like, you know, I'm not going to be that guy, but I will like be there. So, yeah, I kind of knew. Towards the end, I knew exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sum it up. Yeah, I knew what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I knew what the fuck I was doing. Well, and I will preface too. There was like no, at that time, there was no sneaky shit. Oh, can I say shit? You can say. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) There was no sneaky shit. Like, uh, anytime Slade and I hung out, like my partner at the time was fully aware of where we were, where we were, what we were doing. Like he I just didn't care. He <laughs> did. He was actually really intimidated by Slade, and I think it kind of caused like his own assumptions of what the breakup was about. Of like I broke up with him just to get with Slade, and that really was not the case at all. Like I said, I had my own reasons for it entirely. Slade was just a benefit afterwards. Like, you know, I got he really made lucky. It, he made it easy for me, though, too. Like, I'd be like, you know, I'd come by and get chicken strips or whatever. And he's supposed to pick her up. And he forgot to pick her up. Oh. And so he was like two hours late. And I was just like, I'm going to use this time to hang out with her and talk to her. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew things were bad because... Even before I started hanging out with Slade, like I would fill my schedule intentionally to not be hanging out with this guy. Like I did not want to see him. Like I'd be like, oh, we're supposed to hang out tonight, but I'm too busy. And I I wasn't trying to be hurtful. I just could recognize that my energy was being drained anytime I spent time with him and that I wasn't myself and I just didn't leave the time with him feeling good. But I felt that with Slade and that's just kind of the dichotomy that showed me like the route that you would want to take for a relationship if it was worth pursuing jesus that's (laughs) it sounds so mean but i just couldn't no because i think that's actually i think a lot of i think not just women i think a lot of men do that as well like there's somebody else that they they're actually more interested in but they're with somebody and so they will purposefully not like make plans with the person that they're with so they can go see the other person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they're like, Oh, it's not very sneaky. And they'll be telling you that, but really it is. I've been there. (laughs) I know. I never filled my schedule with like meeting up with Slade. It was more so like, Oh, I have school and then soccer practice and then work. And then I wanted to go to the gym and then I have homework. Like I I just came up with any excuse I could. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess if I did have free time, I would be like, Hey, so, you know, I'm hanging out with a friend and yeah, I don't know. It just got to the point where it was, it's hard to recognize too. You know, I'm someone who, once I make a commitment, I am, really loyal with that commitment and I will stick through to it even if that means kind of like operating at the expense for myself you know what I mean if it means putting someone's needs before mine endlessly to the point where I don't even feel myself anymore I will do that and that's not just in relationships that's with friendships and jobs like I really it's something that I'm learning like once I make a commitment I feel an obligation to see that commitment through 
And I feel like I have failed myself and others if I break that commitment. So it was really hard for me to make the decision for the breakup too. Cause I was like, I am literally starting to look at apartments with this guy and I'm starting to like plan where my college is going to be so that we can be somewhere together and da, 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 da. And it just like, once I really sat with the life that I would have, if I had made that decision, like I said, I didn't care if I was alone after that and nothing happened with Slade. I would have rather been alone than go through with that because it just was not something that I wanted for my future. But I think it's something that a lot of people struggle to recognize when they're in a relationship. It's like you believe that you're supposed to be with this person because you made a commitment with them. Mm -hmm. Even when things get hard like this, you need to push through. But I think once you get to the point where you don't even recognize who you are after leaving time spent with them, it's so... Like, it's not even a relationship at that point. It's an energy sucker. It, like, mm -hmm. takes all the life out of you. And not that, the, I mean, you know, I don't want that to sound like this guy was a horrible person. Yes, he did some and ha still has done some pretty crappy things. But, like, sometimes you just grow apart. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm a shitty person. It doesn't mean that he's a shitty person. It just happens. You fall out of love. And it's really important, I think, to start recognizing how you how someone makes you feel. Because they say when you are with friends, you really have to take into consideration and recognize how you feel after spending time with those friends. If you feel drained and exhausted and needing to recover after spending time with those friends, you probably need better friends. Mm -hmm. It's the same with your relationship. If you feel that way around the person all the time, like you're constantly fighting, you're constantly getting drained of energy and you just don't want to deal with it anymore, then I beg to differ that that's toxic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, could you be yourself whenever you were around this guy or did you always feel like you were like walking on eggshells? It was definitely walking on eggshells and not even necessarily just eggshells. It was like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like, I felt so bored with mm -hmm. who I was around him. I just didn't feel like my life was very invigorating. And not saying that it was his responsibility to at all make my life invigorating. I just felt like I was starting to sacrifice things that were really important to me to put his needs first. And so, yeah, definitely the eggshells part. Like I just felt I couldn't really it was just ridiculous. Like if, <laughs> if I spilt a freaking cup, it was like the end of the world, you know, if it was around his equipment. So I could probably tell you from a man's point of view, I guess from my point of view, <laughs> uh, if a guy is getting upset with you over like little shit, they're just as tired with the relationship as you probably are. Oh, and yeah. he's probably just having just as much as of a difficult time breaking it up as yeah. well. So, I mean, you probably did him a favor as well, even though he may act like, I've been there before where I would get upset. I'm a very chill person. I don't get upset about shit. Mm -hmm. But I started getting upset about little things. I was like, dude, this is not this is Me. not it. But I knew like it was yeah. because I wasn't with who I was wanting to be with. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the thing too is that like I would like to think that I did him a favor, but I mean, he still tries to like reach out to me and be like, let's run away together. So <laughs> you say some shit like that? Absolutely. Like, he literally, five years later, still reaches out, so... What kind of fucking Romeo and Juliet shit is that? That shit's over. Hopefully he never listens to this. <laughs> no, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, I in my mind, it, it also, like, 
made me realize that I made such a great decision because I, you know, had a, I guess a sort of run in with him recently. And from what I could see, he's like the same exact person. So it really like solidified my decision because I feel like even though Slade and I have been together for five years, I think we both have been 30 different versions of ourselves in that entire time. I would like to think it's reciprocated, but I've definitely loved every single version of Slade and I didn't feel that way before. And so I think that's the thing too, that people think you're not supposed to grow in a relationship. You can only do that by yourself. And with Slade, I feel like, yeah, I really, it's like enhanced my goals and made it easier to kind of see through who I want to be and everything and grow into who I want to be and my best self. And whereas the flip side, the duality of it, it, of other relationships is like, you can, like I said, become someone you don't even recognize. I hope for the best that he's growing and working on himself. But from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like a lot, mm. which just shows that I made a good decision. Have either one of you used dating apps? So Jamie, I figured that'd be the case from your <laughs> been story. Been on a yeah. dating app? <laughs> never no. been on a dating app. Okay, <laughs> no. that's that's rare. I mean, not again. even Tinder. I've never yeah. even downloaded them. Mm-hmm. I've looked at a friend's Tinder before. So you've seen like from a girl's perspective, kind of. Yeah. You've gone through a girl's Tinder bumble. Yeah, or yeah. And same thing. Like it just, it doesn't look very, I don't know, intriguing to me personally. It just looks like kind of like TikTok, you know, like an overstimulation mm. of all the options that are out there. So it, it doesn't seem like something that I personally would want to do, but. Even though you have friends that use it, a lot of friends. Oh, I mean, yeah, I I think they do. I'm not 100% (laughs) sure. I don't ask every friend (laughs) to see their Tinder. But one girl has shown me her Tinder and it was interesting. I don't think it's for me, but I think maybe that's because I'm maybe a loser. I'm kind (laughs) of old school and that's just not how I would want to meet people, but not like judgment to anybody that does meet that way. No, it's very interesting. And then Slade, when you were single, and did you, and what, when, if you did use them, when did you get them or tried them? I had Tinder before I met Jamie when I was in Greeley, but I never met up with anybody. What did you yeah. think of it? Was it like, oh, this is like interesting as a, from a male perspective of like, we, we all know how men think. It's like, oh shit. Like, and you girls post pictures knowing exactly how men mm-hmm. think. It's stimulating. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, interesting. Um, I think at that point I knew enough girls to where I I wasn't like using Tinder. Ladies to be a total heartbreaker. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I knew enough people in like real life that I never actually mm-hmm. met up with someone from Tinder. But you did like swipe through and you're like, oh, I mean, yeah, it was kind of entertainment for you. you didn't really want to hook up like. Yeah, it was. Well, I was in Greeley, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but you can set the parameter to Cheyenne, Fort Collins, yeah. anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've done it, but it, like Jamie said, it's kind of just like swiping. I think the act of like swiping kind of, uh, it like plays into it. It kind of just feels like a game, or mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't feel real. And then, you know, it's been we've been together five years. And I can't imagine what it's like now, like with trying to talk to people and stuff. It sounds like a nightmare from what I hear. Everybody's using it. Everybody's using it. Yeah. So 
it uh it is a complete nightmare that yeah is. that's what it sounds like it's addicting as shit if for some people well, yeah 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 some <laughs> you go. well you're still on it though that's the thing i i haven't scrolled in like a week yeah it's just so it's so fucking stupid it's just entertainment for you too yeah i'm scrolling through and i'm just like did you okay. guys so either one of you ever think oh i'd like to meet someone off here that i wanted to date or was it just like eh, everyone else is doing i'm gonna just swipe are you open to it at all Mine was just like yeah. that semester in school, I didn't really have any friends. Um, so I was like, kind of just bored, um, looking for like attention a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was nice for, you know, you would like message a girl and I mean, from what it sounds like now, they don't even mess message back most of the time, but they would message back and, you know, you'd get that attention for a little bit, but then it's like, Sort of like just a bot. I mean, it doesn't feel like a real person. I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen girls on there that were like, oh, this is my type. And whatever their fucking bio is saying, maybe they're fucking lying. I've been like, oh, I could see myself talking to this person, potentially dating, but nothing ever fucking happens. Yeah. So it's, it's really a waste of time. I think for, I was talking to some girl on there and I was asking her, I was like, what do you think? Because it's Bumble. I was like, what do you think of this app? She was like, I hate the fact that I have to message first. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, welcome to a man's world. This is <laughs> yeah. what we have to fucking do all the time. Yeah. So I think some girls use like I've seen a lot of like some girls using Tinder as like <laughs> sort of like a ego boost. Like, oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, ask I a lot of girls. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's just girls. Well, I think that's men. Eh, no. No. Men no, 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 don't no. I will highly. You just said you, that will, you go small, on there for a attention. A small percentage of men get likes. So Slade, you're a very good looking He's boyfriend. He's very hot, yeah. Gets, gets likes. <laughs> so, so romantic. Certain <laughs> men get likes, but it's about 20% of men. Interesting. 80% well, of men. Well, I don't understand likes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's the like analogy. matches. Yeah, is yeah. that a match? Okay. We just don't have a fish yeah. picture. Okay. Yeah. yeah don't Which be. is fucking crazy <laughs> because everybody, every girl over here is like, I love yeah. fish and I love camping. It's like, then you say, don't have a fish. What the fuck hey, is hey, you talking about? If you're a good looking guy, you can have whatever you want on there because it's all about <laughs> looks. True. It is all about looks. That's true. So, so what, is it? No. Yeah. Is it for, oh, well, I asked, was just going to talk about her experiment in the gym, Jamie. So think about I asked Jamie and a couple other girls at the gym to point out the attractive men in the gym to me. Like physically. Physically attractive. attractive. I was like, who do you even find or is not invisible to you? And you said for a hookup versus a date? uh, No, both. I mean, either one. I think it was either one. But I mean, the answers were the same. It was basically no one. Yeah. Well, I think on my end, (laughs) I was like, for a hookup? Yeah. I don't think I would hook up. Well, at the moment, I was like, I would not hook up with anyone in here. But for a date, if they were nice and came up to me and were polite and were like, could I take you out? I would be more inclined to say yes to a mm-hmm. date but than a hookup. But very few men that you would even find physically attractive. Like, like I, as a percentage. In, yes, no, no, it's okay, but it's okay, I, again, I will say that's because I'm biased. <laughs> like I found someone that I'm like so, like not to sound corny, but no, I'm like no. madly in love, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, yeah. no other guy compares. Maybe if I were single, it would be different. But since I have such an enriching relationship with someone who whose mind I find attractive, whose body I find attractive, whose face I find attractive, whose hobbies I find attractive, his Left lifestyle, big toe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Those> toes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 
there's not one thing about Slade that I don't find attractive. So I think because of that, to me, in the most, I guess, kind way possible, it makes every other guy almost non-existent. Yeah. Uh, and But do you remember what the two single girls that were with said? They said, they said the same. Everyone in there were basically no light, basically no hookups or no relationship. Every man in this gym, and it's a big gym that we go to. I mean, there's yeah, always at decent. least, what, 60 to 80 people in there probably? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a yeah, slower day. On a slow day. And that was a pretty busy afternoon, so it was yeah. probably closer to 100 people. Mm-hmm. And about 50-50 men and women, let's say, that means like 50 men were literally completely invisible to three women. But do you remember your answer? Oh, I mean, oh, we, if can, we're gonna we know what man's <laughs> answer. We know that. Yeah. He was like, probably yeah. 50 of the women. 50% but, yeah, 50% of the women. That's realistic, me. though. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. women, you're just not going to, you guys get so much attention. Yeah. You're not going to pay attention to all these other yeah. random men, guys. Yeah. But, like, men, we are fucking very visual. Very visual. Yeah. 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 That's very interesting. I mean, I will say, I this is something that I'm starting. I, I guess I am starting to be more aware in myself. Like, I have a big ego, maybe, too. And like I do, I do like to be sought after. Like I don't always like to initiate everything. Well, of course, I think that's I think that's just kind of in in us. Like yeah. women like be to desired. be. This sounds awful. Women like to be hunted. Men like to do the hunting. Like, it's like divine well, feminine. Yeah. I well, make me feel yeah. desired and. I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy going after a woman. Mm-hmm. You do I, do you all feel that way? Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's purely biology of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> He, the answer is yes. Yeah, right? yeah, but he was out here yeah. fixing your Dude, fucking yeah. car. Why are you with another yeah. mother? Of course he likes it. So. I would hope so. <laughs> no, it's it's a real feeling. It's like a chase. You yeah, know? exactly. And But that's also like, what is it? I attract, don't chase. And that's always kind of been my mantra. Well, I don't ever like and, to force anything. And, you know, that's, you know, because we have competing mating strategies. Yeah. I think most of a lot of this, the sexual dynamics is to help explain mm-hmm. to both parties how it's literally the polar opposite. Yeah. So, like, again, all those men were invisible. And then we talked about me and I said, okay, well, I'd sleep with maybe 50% of the women in here. And I would date. Then it dropped down to like 10 to 15%, exactly. percent, yeah, something yeah. like that. But that's a high number. Yeah. That's like, you know, five to 10 potentially dating sleep with 25 yeah. compared to zero, zero. It was zeros across the board, guys. Yeah. I, it's fucking brutal out here. Right? <laughs> well, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Like the amount of women that come in that I would sleep with pretty fucking high. Oh, yeah. The ones that I would find as wifey material. Yeah. Extremely it, it, fucking it goes low. Extremely it, it, it goes a lot lower. Yeah. For a guy. Do you think that's like with the demographic of where we live and the women that we have here or? I think it would be the exact same way anywhere, anywhere? I went. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Finding someone, finding someone for a man to turn into a wife mm-hmm. is extremely extremely hard because like and it's harder now than ever yeah because we we want we don't want someone with a huge fucking ego we don't we as men don't care about how much you don't want someone who's like insecure and no not someone that's insecure but someone Someone that's confident in who they are yeah but that has had so much attention i mean that's one of the biggest things about Mm -hmm. because you haven't been on a dating app if we downloaded you a dating app right now you would get more likes than all three of us oh combined in in an hour in one hour yeah are already blonde well that's what i mean okay so no (laughs) No, he's probably absolutely correct yeah they're blowing up but they're literally all getting left on red so they look stupid but you're still getting all those dms though and you're not there's you and millions of other women Women out there how many dms do you fucking have dude 
I haven't gotten a D. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like girls are a little more mm. sneaky after going after guys in a relationship. We've had our experience with that, where they'll like they'll try watch. to they'll befriend me and like be like on the down low, almost like if they know, I'm but they probably already watching. know him, right? They already know him. It's not visual. If they don't sure. know Slade, they're not dropping him. That's There's not no true. girl. That's There's deep. been a girl, a couple of girls that, that have, have DM'd a couple. Him. Could you put them on? Could you count them on a fucking hand? Like yes. random girls that <laughs> exactly. have DM'd you. Could you yes. count them on all of your fucking toes and fingers combined? The guys? Yeah. The guys, yes. Probably not. I think I could. I, I don't have this stuff, but I, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen, seen it now. It's, it's like, hard to like shit. put it into numbers because, like I yeah. said, they really just get ignored. Like, well, I think a lot of most girls are ignoring absolutely. most men. Now, this Mine is, is because I'm in a very girls. happy relationship. Yeah. Right. You know, I. I don't I think it would be the same for those guys if I were single too though. That's the thing. Is like a lot of these guys that do message no, me I, while I, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. Well, and that's fair. no, and honestly most girls I'm not trying think, to be brutal about it, but I would say even the some of the most uh, laissez-faire girls that we know are every guy that's DMing them and these girls are they're sleeping around a lot. They're ignoring all of them. You know, if they, it's usually at a party, you have to generally get to know someone to some degree. Now I get if you're a celebrity or an athlete, those guys, they're slamming everything right now sure. with the internet. But besides that, it, again, 99% of men, I would say through that are being ignored completely. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Well, so. do you think it would be the same if you were to reach out to a woman in person? Uh, she yeah. has. I think she has less it's, of a chance to be like, no, get away from me. You're it's a, a high possibility that you you have a, a better, better odds. Oh, and for sure, all day. You've for sure, a million Maybe times. Women better. are but, getting tired of getting but, sought after through well, media. But this is the this is yeah. some of the problem is that there's very few guys actually going out and doing shit in person. Yeah. Because they have that fear of rejection. Because sure. and there's also a lot of women. I've seen it from the gym who've come up. And they're like, oh, this guy was creepy. And I was like, what did he do? Oh, he just came up and like asked me for money. I was like, what was creepy about that? I've yeah, had I've, I've had that, that I've experience. had that instance. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of guys are afraid to be creeps to yeah. women. Like we're trying not to be creepy. So we start second guessing ourselves when we're going up to wanting to talk to a woman. It's like, oh, I want to go up and talk to her. You walk up and you're like, I'm feeling like I'm going to be a creep. I don't want her to see sure. me that way. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm probably going to slide in the DM or just never talk to her. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I mean, you see a lot of these memes now for like, you sent me a, a video the other day mm -hmm. and it was this guy and this girl was walking on the uh, um, Stairmaster and he just glanced over <laughs> and then he just kept walking and he's seen her camera there that he got caught. Yeah, and he lays down on the ground and puts his hands behind his back. But that's that's kind of how a lot of men feel though. Yeah. We feel like we're being handcuffed. Eyes down. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. While, while it's just, girls it's hard in places like the gym because that's a, such a male dominated area where I, I know as a woman, I feel like that is not my place and I do not belong. So like going into the free weights area mm -hmm. still to this day, I worked at a gym for two years. I've worked out at that same gym for probably three and a half now. And I still to this day get anxious when I'm going into the free weights area and it's full of a bunch of men. I don't know what it is. It's like inherently... So <laughs> yeah. it's well no i think that's innate nature i mean again yeah. you're still it is a jungle in a sense yes they're all unattractive but they're all threats to you as a female Absolutely. you know men generally speaking men can overpower women but i've also in the weight room had someone come up to me 
and politely be like, I don't want to bother you, but I just wanted to ask, like, do you have a boyfriend? And when I said yes, he was so polite and like mm-hmm. was like, okay, thank you for your time. Like that is the way I think it should be done because even when someone is clearly going to ask me, like you guys are afraid to be rejected. I'm afraid to reject because mm-hmm. it can go one of two ways. Like, I have been taught my whole life that if you give men way too much attention, it can hurt you. If you don't give them enough attention, it can hurt you. And rejection is such a scary dichotomy because on one end, you can be blunt and be like, no, I'm not interested. They can take that wrong and they can go berserk on it. Or you can be polite and they see that as, oh, the door's halfway open. So why don't I just shove it open? You know, so... It's really not easy for girls, at least in person, to reject men. I think it is a little easier to leave guys on red when it's on social media because I'm even sometimes then I'm like, what if this guy like freaking sees on my Snapchat story that I'm at a certain cafe and then he comes and follows me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is something that is constantly going through my head. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not the only woman that feels that way. Yeah. I know that every man is definitely not like that. But as a woman, I have been conditioned to for the safety of myself. It's better to believe that every man is like that. Because, I mean, I've, I listen to true crime. I watch true crime. So this might be better quit doing that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It makes me a little paranoid. But like, literally, I've seen things where like, this one woman, men would come into work and they would be super friendly. And there was this one guy, she had no threat to, she felt not threatened by him at all. And then she was in the dark, leaving her job late at night. And he approached her Mm. all friendly, like, and she thought he was just friendly. And then he just socked her and knocked her out, like socked her in the face. And I'm someone who would definitely fall for that. Like I, it, you know, I see so many men coming in through the gym all day, every day. And to me, they are just like friendly faces mm-hmm. that pass through. And so if they approached me in a dark parking lot, I wouldn't really think anything of it. And then that would get me in trouble. Yeah. So we've been like kind of forced to believe that, yeah, even if he is really nice, you can't trust him. That's cool. Because I've never had that. We don't, as men, we don't have to think about that. That perspective of, oh, if we tell them no, mm-hmm. this motherfucker could still go crazy. And he's yeah. going to overpower me and do some crazy shit. Which is why I like to have women on here to give that different perspective. Because three dudes aren't going to fucking know that. No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You had the instance at the gym where that guy was yeah coming in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he came in every single night and he would like sit in his car and watch until i was like by Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. and then he would come in to talk to me and you know like in the moment i was like am i like being am i exaggerating this right now is this just a guy trying to shoot his shot and i'm being like an egotistical bitch, you know? Like, I I don't want to think of myself like that, but in the moment, it was just something was sitting with me so wrong. And then when he kept returning, that's when I was like, I feel so unsafe because, you know, that's when I was working late nights. So I would be at the gym by myself until late at night. And I was like, what's stopping him? I could be bent over cleaning equipment. What's stopping him from catching me off guard while I'm cleaning some equipment or something? So just like stuff like that, it is really hard, but it, I know it's hard on both sides, you know. Slade had a good representation he told me about um, that helped him, like, realize how women feel going out and about. 
it was, I guess, like a boyfriend had been like carrying a large sum of cash in his pocket. And when he got home, he was like, I felt like everybody knew that cash was in my pocket mm-hmm. and they were yes. watching me and they were coming for that cash in my mm-hmm. pocket. And his girlfriend was like, that's how women feel all the time. Mm-hmm. And it really opened his eyes. And it's true. Like you it's like someone knows what you have. They want it. They're coming after it. And it doesn't matter what you do to prepare. They're going to get it. Yeah. No, that's a good way to it's do it, good honestly. Way, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. So, oh, <laughs> Not I, yeah, to really absolutely. bring no, it no, down. That, no, that, that does help put it in perspective for men, though, for women. Because it, you'll be like carrying around with like just hundreds handing out of your pocket. Yeah. That's what it's like. Absolutely. Honestly. I mean, that's the whole point of kind of what we do is to get mm-hmm. different perspectives. Because we have no idea what the fuck it's like to be a woman. No. And you guys don't know man. what it's like to be a man. So exactly. we give you your perspective. That's the thing. I, I don't. I I know. I do sympathize with the fact that it does suck that you inherently right off the bat feel like you're untrustworthy <laughs> and creepy. Oh yeah. Oh, it's good. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's why. I mean, it's because you are all carrying hundreds out of your pockets. So yeah, like we're know, just on guard from all birth. the time. Yeah. Oh, from birth. Literally. Yeah. So So what would you say for a man who doesn't know the woman cuz like Slade already knew you, you guys are knew each other. If the man doesn't know the woman, what's the best way he can approach approach her? I think like that gentleman in the weight room, like it was perfect. Just, you know, I don't want to bother you. Um, Like, I just want to take a moment of your time. Do you have a boyfriend? You know, like start off with those polite questions and like just come off. I don't know. I just felt non-threatening. Yes. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. you could tell his guard was kind of down. Like he was kind of putting down his as macho yeah, yeah. you know this yeah especially if you're to to approaching in the gym guys you Absolutely. gotta be real chill yeah because yeah. he was really chill he right? was yeah. he was yeah. and he he was so like he like held his hand and was like oh i'm so like he doesn't have to be sorry to like come talk to me i don't want men to feel like they have to apologize to talking to be talking to a woman but like he was just so polite and yeah the second i was like i have a boyfriend sorry no he was very kind and took it really well and was like oh all right thank you for giving me a moment of your time and have a great rest of your workout you know and i think that's just the best way to do it i really 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 hate the guys that are like would you like to get together sometime well i have a boyfriend so i don't think that's a good idea i was just talking to his friends bullshit bullshit (laughs) bullshit is correct we know what you were talking about like i don't like when they try to flip the narrative on me you know and make me seem like i am egotistical it's like well i think it is rightfully so that if a guy is asking me to hang out one-on-one that his intentions are not just as friends but you know that's the hard part too sometimes it is hard for guys to be friends with girls and just friends it's especially when they're all single you know but I don't know. It's very, I, I can't give the best advice that is a universal way to approach women because you also don't know the trauma that women have been through. You don't know like where their vi- views lie, I guess, on being mm-hmm. approached. Um, but for me personally, I think if you're just non-threatening, polite, courteous, and genuine, then I think you, your chances are way stronger. And if you're not defensive either, if she yeah. does reject you, like 
take it like a man if a woman rejects you you know i know that's such a like (laughs) like i know that's a controversial way of saying it but if you're rejected and you take it with grace instead of trying to flip the narrative on the girl it just comes off speaks more volumes about you if you're able to take it like you're confident with who you are all right cool at least i came up here yeah like yeah. I put myself out there yeah. and I'm proud of that. And you you're going to feel way better. You're going to feel, as I tell men all the time, you're going to feel way better about yourself yeah. that you actually did it and Absolutely. you got rejected and have no answer at all. And I think as a woman too, my favorite response to someone trying to like ask me out is always like, I'm really flattered, but I have a boyfriend. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause I think saying like I'm flattered still kind of makes them feel like Oh, you know, maybe if she wasn't in a happy relationship, maybe I would have had a shot or something like that. It's not like a hardcore, cold shutdown. And if that's how you get shut down, I guess that's okay too. I just like to a little more (laughs) soft. I don't know. I'm not a very hardcore person. I I would say for a lot of women, possibly be that way. Mm Because, again, it's really tough to go up to a woman and just ask her out. So yeah. yeah, if you're if you're soft, it's gonna especially if it's a guy who like never does it. Yeah. Oh my god, the sweat yeah. going down his fucking back yeah. is incredible. Absolutely. I mean, I I fucking I get nervous. Every Absolutely. guy, every guy yeah. gets nervous. Fucking Even the most confident guys we know get nervous because Slade it's Slade never gets nervous. Yeah, never. I, I would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to do it now. <laughs> you got That's, lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the ultimate ego blow. If a girl says no, yeah. she's saying your genetics as a man is not good enough to go into the next generation. So it's a huge slap in the face. But I think, too, it is important to recognize that, like, if a woman is saying no, she doesn't necessarily have to have a reason to say no. Mm-hmm. Like, she can just say, no, yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, absolutely. That's And again, like, guy, if that happens and you're a guy and your reaction is, well, why? You know, that's good. That's not that's not going to make her change her mind. No, I'm just going to no, put yeah, that just out Just walk there. away. You got to walk away. You gotta be like, you're going to okay, look like a take fool it forever. <laughs> yeah. Take it and yeah. walk yeah. away. Yeah. Like she's going to be like, oh, well, now you're asking me why. Maybe I will give you a shot. Yeah. You know, like now that you have raised the question. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're pressuring me a little right. bit. Yeah, I think it's just the best way is to really be confident. Put yourself out there again, non-threatening, polite, graceful. And yeah, take rejection with class. And same for women too. Like I know it's a pr- probably pretty rare for women to go after men, but I think it's probably the same. They probably struggle with rejection and stuff. And as a woman, it's probably a bigger you know, blow to your ego if a man is like, no, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's the same for women too. If you're, if you are approaching a man as a woman's, same thing, be non-threatening <laughs> and just take yeah. that rejection with class. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't see it a lot, but I think it'd be actually, I'd rather people do that than yeah. a lot of the swiping stuff because the swiping, oh, sure. the at least it limits, yeah. if you're really looking for a relationship, like you got to limit your choice. If you have endless choice, you yeah, won't. Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. difficult. To, but then yeah. it makes it hard when you're limiting your choice, but you're surrounded by people who won't limit their choice. Well, that's exactly why it's a sick tornado. Yep. Yeah, yeah they won't great. see you as their choice. <laughs> yep. That's uh I did a lot of in person dating and never no, most girls I'd ask out in person because I've been trying to do that the last three years. 
almost every girl i would actually say yeah 90 90 percent of them 95 we're all using dating apps and i'll never forget i asked them all the same question i'm like so like you went on like three other dates this last week i'm the only guy that's asked you out in person in six months or a year like that actually came up and got your number Mm -hmm. and but you've yet you've gone on 20 dates you know in the last year and it's like because then i always ask like how picky are you now and it's there they all say or what are your standards? Oh, like crazy high. Oh my God, my standards are crazy. Like tall, dark, handsome, successful, intelligent. Every single girl, every single girl. And again, not, it's like the perfect person. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to see all of these girls, my sister included, marching into their 30s with these apps essentially and their 1500 plus likes from doctors and lawyers and people from around the world. It's astonishing. I mean, yeah. what it does to the brain. You know, it's just, it's a choice dilemma where all of a sudden you you can't make a selection. I mean, they serial date my sister and her friends and a lot of girls I know that are around my age in their thirties, like crazy. Yeah. You know, they're looking, it's like they're looking for the perfect man almost or something like that. And then also like, oh, well, my, my rights and my freedoms and my privileges are worth more than actually committing to a guy. So, and again, yeah. guys, guys are doing it too. I get, it. I'm not one to talk over here, but <laughs> well, um, I haven't really seen uh, the dating realm, I guess, for obviously <laughs> since high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really someone to touch on it, but you have friends, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah and I've see seen them? what they've gone through in terms of dating right now. And I, again, I don't know if it's the demographic of where we are and it being a college town and us getting like you know or having mainly like the frat guys that just want to like party and enjoy themselves but seeing what they've gone through i would be really 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 closed off if i were a single woman Hmm. like i you know i don't want to sound conceited and again egotistical but i have put a lot of work into myself and i still am and I'm working so hard to be the best for myself and for my partner. And if I were single, not just any other, any guy could come in and disturb my peace or take my energy, you know, seeing what they've gone through, the pickings are slim. It's really hard to find. Maybe it's something on their end too. You know, I, I recognize there's accountability on both sides, but at the same time, it's like, you can have high standards, but like you said, if you're looking for a good relationship with someone that is enriching to be with, you're not going to find it on one of those apps, I don't think. And I don't think you're going to find that at the bars either. It's, again, attract, don't chase. It's going to align with you as you're focusing and putting all the energy into yourself. If I were single right now, I would still be putting all of the my time and energy into myself, being the best I can, taking a lot of self-care actions, doing things that I love that feel enriching to me. And if someone comes in alliance with that, that's awesome. And I would be open to receiving that. Mm-hmm. But if not, I wouldn't be concerned with forcing it. I don't know, again, what the dating realm is like. I don't know if that's how a lot of women see it these days. But yeah, I think maybe in our area, just pickings are slim for those ladies <laughs> that i, I know it's, I it's, for it's men global. too yeah, yeah. Global. yeah. I, I think it's definitely a dichotomy of both yeah. sides i mean the amount of women that i've met that i actually take like serious as far mm-hmm. as dating is 
probably zero right now. And have really in-depth conversations. Most of, them, uh, most of them have zero depth to them. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, texting them, and I was asking questions, and they just were not... They just kind of wanted like surface level questions. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I haven't, I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of ghosted because like, <laughs> it's not, because it's not enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause right now I'm not looking to date. Mm-hmm. I'm giving people chances and I'm really just focusing on myself. Yeah, sure. So if something comes along, like you said, sure. But right now I'm not, if you're not meeting what I need, cause I've been dating somebody for four and a half years and it's the first <laughs> time I'm single in yeah. that long. I'm not worried about it at all. You have you're to. Not meeting yeah. Me where I'm at. If you're not, yeah. If you're not out here trying to have, I hate small talk. I am the worst at small talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I hate having it. So if I meet somebody, I immediately go into like deep questions. What the fuck are your traumas? Oh my you god. You know what I mean? Like, what makes you you? So yeah, I'm right there. Oh, with I you. can tell by the way this episode started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I, like, well, yeah. shit. I don't know. Who are you? Nobody wants to listen <laughs> to fucking I? small talk. And most people. Sure. I mean, let's be honest. Do you guys actually like small talk? Does it tell you anything about it? It's exhausting. It is. Like, I've noticed even with my roommate, like, I, I get home at the end of the day and I don't really want to talk to my roommate because I've spent the whole day doing small talk mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I don't want to do it anymore. This is my home. I just want to, like, be in my vibe. Not that I don't want to talk to him. He's easy to talk to. He's very friendly and has you know keeps up good conversation but it always is small talk well how was work it was good how was work for you oh it was pretty busy today i'm like just rather you fucking wave and say hi to me and get on about our fucking day like for real like i get home and i just like don't want to talk because i've spent the whole day doing small talk it's exhausting Mm -hmm. which does sound pretty privileged i know but (laughs) not for me no i'd rather i'd rather be fucking deep fucking conversation like whenever we first met i don't think we really had too much small talk i don't think so either i think it was the same exact thing you're like so tell me about your childhood <laughs> yeah like we, we really just went into it because i just don't i can't have a conversation with you if you're not able to go there yeah. i'd rather just not talk to you sure if you can't take me talking shit either that's another one <laughs> big shit talker i had to learn about that it's just I where to learn I, how to take that <laughs> it's just where i'm from it's just what we do i think it's because where i'm from that is not a thing at all and I was like, he fucking hates me. Not at all. <laughs> like, what if the I, hell? This is my best friend and I tell you, everybody. It's like, if we're talking shit to you, we like you. <laughs> if we don't talk to you, we don't like you. Okay, okay. I was like, Devante is like calling me racist? It's like, what the oh, hell? Straight jokes. Straight jokes. <laughs> Love my racist humor. I'd be like, oh my God. Rethinking my whole like. Favorite <laughs> thing to do to life. white people is. Tell them that they're racist, <laughs> even though yeah. they're not, yeah. and make them feel uncomfortable. I it love it. It works every time. I not did, just for me. I did it to my anyway. pastor friend in front of his church the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. That was like one of the only colors in there. So Because you can't fight back. You can't you fight can't back. Say I no. I've got you shackled, <laughs> motherfucker. No. <laughs> I love our friend anytime austin anytime you say it he like just walks away oh (laughs) anytime you bring that conversation up he's like and this is where i exit (laughs) which he's learning he's learning to actually come back yeah we actually take trips together and shit like i love it i don't know why (laughs) just do it dude whenever like him and like tyrone and dean are 
over mm-hmm. there too and like all three of us get into it yeah and we well, look at austin he's oh. a blonde haired white boy oh, like of course like i said he there's no rebuttal he can't fight in that conversation love it. <laughs> he does not win oh man you got any final thoughts before we wrap up here um any I great know. advice for women and men both oh do you <sighs> That's it. It's yeah. a squeaky chair. Squeaky chair. <laughs> I think um, my biggest thing would probably be to, and I know that the second this episode is done, I'm going to be like thinking of way better things I could have said. But <laughs> first of all, definitely let go of your ego. Like, don't be afraid to quote unquote lower your standards and give someone a chance because you may be seriously surprised by what comes out of it also be open to receiving again attract don't chase don't try to force anything because at the end of the day you only want stuff that aligns with you and that's including every aspect of your life every relationship you have you only want things that align with who you are trying to become And yeah, don't give up things for your partner. Don't give up things that you love, that you find enriching for yourself, for your partner. So if you really love to take Saturdays to, I don't know, go and hike a 14er, but your partner doesn't like hiking 14ers, go hike that 14er. Like, don't give that up. Definitely be confident in who you are and love, love, love. I would say for both men and women to actually realize that men, we have no idea what it's like to be a woman and women have no idea what it's like to be a man Absolutely. and have the conversation. Don't have an argument. No, I don't think anyone's trying to attack anybody. No, I think we're all just trying to really understand each other. Everyone's trying to get their point across Yeah. and they're doing it in a very piss poor way. So yeah. I think <laughs> really trying to listen to the other person because you gave us some stuff that I've never would have even thought of because I'm not a woman. I don't have to think about those and things. same here. Like, I'm not a man, so. Exactly. So, <laughs> let's just have the conversation. Stop having arguments and being mm-hmm. super combative. We're all different. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. I like that. We're all different. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> Damn right. We're all different. I'm going to get that shit tatted. Title. That's tatted <laughs> on my left ass cheek from here on out. Yeah. I like exit gracefully, heal and grow, don't look back. That is my mantra yeah. yeah well seriously guys thanks for uh coming on you know thanks to me and us. uh little Devante's uh you know gathering. project yeah, yeah. <laughs> gathering or uh fun. well it's all our uh, alternatives to you know going to the bars and drinking which is important for me to yeah. not do anymore because i'm a 32 almost 33 year old man <laughs> now let us forget so but live your best life yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, I needed to. You've lived, say, yeah, you've lived, lived about five lives, lives yeah. I'm like that cat with nine lives. You know? Yeah, I yeah, know. You're on your last so, one. So you no, I'm on the, I'm on the last life now. So no, it's been, it's interesting to see how everyone's experience with technology is very different. Yeah, we all use it every day, mm-hmm. and can we be mindful about it? Like you said, be able to let go of certain aspects of. You know, whatever you're consuming on there, do you really need to be consuming that much? Or it's like, oh, wow, this is really driving my ego or Mm -hmm. this is making me depressed. You know, it's like maybe you should just stop doing it. I think what everyone needs to be thinking of, you know, whether you're single or in a relationship. Yeah. Being conscious, being Mm self-aware. That's what it is. Well, thanks again for coming on, y'all. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks for listening as well. This has been Less Tech, More Neck. I'm Devante. And this is Eric. Till next week. <laughs> Less Tech, More Neck. Mm, y'all hear what I say. Less Tech, More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we gonna hear from Eric and Devante. It's strange times and these are strange days And it's strange people living strange ways So expect, let's take more neck